Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode on Founders Tribe, a podcast production presented by thestartupchef.com. This is once again your host, Sven Milder, and like every week, I invite inspiring global movers and shakers to the show to casually chat about successful strategies they have deployed to found and build awesome businesses and live fulfilling lives. At The Startup Chef, we are on a mission to elevate and inspire 100,000 founders globally to help them shortcut their road to success by offering easy access to investment capital and world-class expertise. If you want to discover more or download one of our free resources that can help you propel your business forward, visit us at thestartupchef.com. Thestartupchef.com. In today's show, Mr. Jacob Rost, the CEO and co-founder of IOConnect, Indonesia's first open build network offering over 2,500 build products across 20 categories through one API. Before building this, Jacob was a management consultant for the Boston Consultancy Group with projects in banking and financial services, where he moved quickly after from Berlin to Indonesia around seven years ago to become the managing director of Lazada. Jacob built Lazada's marketplace from zero to 70% of GTV and managed geographical expansion all over Southeast Asia. In today's episode, we are really going to talk about how to lead a company remotely in the COVID area. I enjoyed it, it was warm-hearted and a truly packed with golden nuggets that you as a listener can leverage. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and get entertained with Mr. Jacob Rost. Okay guys, welcome at another show, The Founders Tribe, where every week we invite the movers and shakers globally people that I think that are very worthwhile listening to and where I really hope that you will pick the inspiration from their brain to make better decisions in life and in business. Today, I have here my good friend, Jacob, Jacob Rost to be very precise. Um, and I'm super thrilled to have him here. Um, we share actually one thing really in common is uh, we all landed up as Europeans in Asia. Um, yeah. We know each other now for, uh, for I think, around four years or something. We mm -hmm. still look very good. Uh, that's, that, that, is, that is definitely the, the thing that really matters. Um, welcome to the show, right? Um, we are here in the Bali vibe, chill with all our bare feet. And I hope that we can really bring some, uh, some inter interesting insights um, uh, to the show. Can you tell me a little bit what brought you in the first place here to Bali? So not to Indonesia, but to Bali. <laughs> well, uh, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. Um, the big supporter of, of the podcast. I've been probably listening to most of the episodes. Okay, uh, cool. I uh, really love what you're doing here. And uh, yeah, what brought me to Bali, uh, it was supposed to, I mean, Jakarta is in lockdown. That's normally where I'm based. And uh, we, we kind of were like, how do we escape the, the mayhem there? And uh, we came here for a week. And now that week turned into, I think, three and a half weeks. And we'll, we'll just take it week by week and see where, yeah. where this leads us. I mean, thanks for fully, you know, we have all the all the tools and, and then processes in place to work remotely, like I think everyone else by now. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's fun to actually try that out in practice. It's one thing to be at your home. The other thing is to be somewhere else, you know, yeah. so yeah, yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> but I think that, that, that always, especially in the last episodes that we did, is a returning topic because there was this moment where uh, we have more like innovative companies that are really uh, looking forward and think, okay, how can we make our organization really remote? Yeah. And then we have already talked about it a lot. We have these guys like, okay, you know, why not just work remotely full force? Yeah. And I still remember that we were chatting about it, that uh, when you actually plan to come here and when this whole Corona epidemic uh, broke loose, that you actually already told me, Hmm. I was actually more or less already ready for it, right? You were already busy integrating a remote lifestyle into your business. Yeah. So yeah. I don't need to explain what is remote uh, lifestyle, but how does this remote lifestyle works very beneficial for your current company, IO Connect? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the, like, just going a step back, like, I love to have this talk in person, right? Yeah. Because everything is now on Zoom and remote, and uh, this makes moments like this so much more special, you yeah. know? So I think 
it's it's not being on Zoom is not even the new normal anymore. It's it's really the normal by, yeah. by nowadays. So yeah. this this kind of like is feels very special, uh, very different to probably like one year ago where you would have done everything in person and maybe one every now and then in Zoom on Zoom, yeah. I guess. No, so but but you're right actually. Uh, working uh, like building a distributed or like more remote organization was was actually always something uh, high on my mind, even before even COVID happened, you know? I remember we discussed it somewhere, I think end of, of last year, yeah, you know? And yeah. uh, to an extent, we always had that in, in IOConnect because we, we have already two offices since, since day one, basically. So we had to put tools and processes in place to at least coordinate, you know? And our, our second office is in India, our main office is in, in, in Jakarta. Uh, so th there was already some sort of remoteness from, from, from the DNA from day one. Um, but but now it's interesting. How do you bring it a step further? You know, how how do you get to kind of having having people not coming into office anymore at all? Maybe not even after COVID. You know, <laughs> and, and that's 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 exact that's exactly where the kind of circle closes because those were the thoughts I had before COVID yeah. and, uh, and 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 discussed it at, at length. And uh, now it's cool to see this actually happening in practice. Yeah. So, what kind of tools do you really use that are beneficial for you? So I mean I have to admit it's it, it's really the basics, right? I mean we we use use Zoom, we use Slack, uh, uh, we, we use Loom video recording uh, quite newly, so that's that's pretty cool to to keep track of processes. And and actually one of our Q4 OKR is really to to map out how can we go beyond that. I think yeah. we have a lot of, sort of like the startup pack that yeah, right? everyone yeah, has, yeah, yeah, and yeah. now we need to bring it to the next level. And really how can we actually excel at that? And yeah. and, and even. Um, and become a better organization than, than we were before. And, and to some extent, that's already happening, surprisingly. Yeah. So what is the, what you're talking about the OKR. So what is the objective then? So you want to go merge from uh, starter pack to um, most used, you yeah. know, if we're thinking about uh, SaaS, SaaS models in this case. Right, right. So what, what is the goal that you want to achieve in Q4? And what do you expect from your team? So I think I haven't thought about the OKR. We're just in the process right now, but in my mind, it's something like become the best, you know, remote organization in Indonesia or, or, or the best distributed workforce uh, in, in Indonesia. I think we should really try to have an ambition to be the leader in the space. I feel a lot of companies at this stage now, they can't wait to get back, back to kind of how it was before, mm. you know, they're just counting the days. And, and for us, it's like, how can we actually do the next step, exact, accelerate that, that process in, in, in that direction? And uh, th there's so much cool things you can do. Uh, like I'm reading up a lot, like now companies do, do complete offsites remotely for two days, you know, yeah. and they do, I don't know, and the families involved, the kids play in the background, they do cooking sessions together where they want the camera. But this, I think, is, is more and more to come. So mm. how can we actually play a leadership role in, in, in that process. And, and that's exactly what we're going to figure out in, in the next quarter. Mm. And, and I mean, to an extent, I feel like, for instance, what we do is we, we have a, a week, you know, a daily leadership call at uh, 9 a.m. in the morning. Uh, I do see my entire team at least for 10 minutes uh, every morning, you know, the entire leadership team. We ask questions, we update ourselves. That has Camera's on? Camera on. That's yeah. things like this, right? Yeah, like yeah. the small, the etiquette, if you will, right? Yeah. Uh, put your camera on, don't have it on the side, have it in front of you. Yeah. And uh, and I always tell people, don't be shy. Like we all live in, our homes are not perfect. You know, like I know there's kids and family and, and who knows what, uh, you know, pets running in the, in the background, there's noises. That's okay, that's cool. You know, now people sit on the balcony, some sit on their front yard, some yeah. are somewhere on the way to, to from A to B and stuff. And it's just, you know, you embrace it, you know, yeah. like, but you need to take that free away from people to be always perfect and, and so on. And, and that's just internally, right? And then the next step is to embrace that externally. When we, when we talk with partners and, and, and with clients, I'm still amazed how many times I'm in a Zoom call where it's just the names there, you know? Yeah, but it's, at, at it's, least from, our, from yeah, our side, yeah, everyone yeah. has the camera on, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I think you need to start, you need to be the, the leader. And then eventually people will like, oh, okay, you know, they don't look perfect. Their background yeah. is not good. Let me turn my camera on yeah, as well. And yeah. small stuff like this. Yeah, and I see, I see really things advancing in that part. I mean, I was talking with uh, one of my befriended investors like two weeks ago or something. And he had this massive, super sharp, uh, almost DSLR image. And then I thought, like, okay, what is your webcam, right? What webcam? So how can I optimize how I present myself? And then he literally said like, okay, I'm using indeed my expensive camera as a uh, webcam. Yeah. And therefore his whole image was looking way better. And that brings me actually to the, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm dialing this question in. It's almost 
very important. Uh, as an additional example, this morning I was talking with uh, my uh, Facebook marketeer. He is in the US and he had these two guitars on the background. And what people see on Zoom is who they believe you are, right? Yeah. So how do you would like, and this is my question for you, if people could have a look in your Zoom room, what would you put on the wall to show people who is Jacob Ross? <laughs> you got the question, right? It's yeah. like, okay, uh, uh. I, th I thought he was a, oh, you have two guitars? Hmm. You're, you're most probably a rock star. But if he would, and we had the conversation, if, we would, if he would put the guitar on the wall, then it was a wannabe guitar player, never do something with it. If it's within hand reach, you know that someone is very passionate. So that brought me back to the question, how do we present ourselves right, right. through video communication in the best way? And how would you like to be seen in that? I, I think the first question is even virtual background or no? That, that's already where it starts, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I see already two camps happening, <laughs> which is like people who love their virtual background and people who actually get a glimpse of my room, you know? I, I show who, who I am. Uh, I have to admit, I like, I like to keep it clean and simple. So there's either just, just a picture or something I would do. I haven't done it yet, but it's just a bookshelf with a couple of like the the favorite books in the, in the past, right? So you and, want to be seen intellectually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, as you said, like a wannabe rock star, right? Yeah, so maybe yeah. you want to be like a, a wannabe intellectual or something. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's probably the safe thing to do. <laughs> so we have books. What else? There's a clean space books. Uh, there's books. I think uh, with, with actually, it's probably unavoidable. There would be a couple of kids' toys <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> in the yeah. background. Uh, Gift trust. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, work from home, family is apart, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so that's there. Maybe a couple of pictures from from just you know some of the vacations or something mm. like this, so, so people see uh, a, a personal side of you. And I think mm. that that's actually also quite interesting. Now mm. it, it sort of plans, right? You don't yeah. have the, the professional me anymore and the personal me. It kind of, it, it really plans, yeah. right? So, yeah. and, and that that is that's great. That's what build communication and yeah. trust and, and all of that. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Now I, I, I really like it um, in that sense that we, that, that we are becoming more aware who we are. And especially because there's the online component yeah. connecting with our team. But even as well, if I do investment deals, there is possibility to just easily close a $500,000 or a million dollar round strictly over the phone, right? Yeah. I mean, there's of course yeah. a preparation that went, that went before that. So in terms of the remote working, what is currently not working for you in that, in that specific? So if we, if we, you know, if we are making the, the comparison between before and after, and now you want to grow to the next level, what is currently something that you're missing or something that is just not working really as oily, as, as, as flexible as you want? I think that's more on us, right? I mean, it can be fixed, but what I realized is it's a bit of like a pyramid, you know? For me as, as the CEO, I, I kind of like figured out how do I communicate effectively with, you know, the leadership and, and the management team. What I realized is I actually overlooked a little bit the organization as a whole. So now that's exactly, it's like, how do we bring it to the next level in terms of town halls? Uh, we did an AMA recently. And so, so all of those things are very doable. It's just, mm. you have to do them, mm. you know? Uh, and then basically, if you, you know, if you update a topic with the leadership team, how do you bring it as a, on, a, on a bigger format? You know, we started actually recording the first couple of like sessions and we, we give people the, the option dial in or not. If your internet is, is crap at the time, here's the recording, mm. you know, but if you want to participate and ask questions, that that's the time slot, mm. you know, and that, all of this is new for us as an organization, new for an, anyone, but I think it, it's, it's, it's fun, you know. It's, do you it's believe someone cool. should almost have a separate role for that in your organization? Um, it's interesting because uh, we have, I mean, we have a communication and uh, and brand department, and that was always very externally focused. Exactly. You know? yeah. And now, just without realizing, they have actually gotten more involved in, internally. Yeah. And and it's this question: Is it actually an HR kind of like yeah, yeah, KPI, yeah. or yeah. is it a communication yeah. KPI? And it's yeah. probably somewhere in between, you yeah. know. And yeah. I see that right now it's getting driven from. From, from both sides. But, but the biggest hurdle, I think what's not coming back to your question, what's not really working internally is to really get that switch mentally. So we have all the tools, anything can, can be done. Um, but for anyone who has worked for more than two, three, four years in an organization that mm. did things physically, it's like how, 
how do you get it now to to the digital kind of like to remote yeah. age you know and that's that's more a mental switch and mm. that goes throughout the organization mm. you know where people still that starts with the camera turning on with doing a recording instead of writing a lengthy email yeah, yeah. and those kind yeah, of kind of yeah. things and i think i mean if, if we catch up a year from now or six months from now yeah. like uh, i'm sure all of this is fixed but yeah. right now it's a process now i think it's also a lot about um, this sounds very spiritual and romantic but it's also about following your heart in this thing right you know sometimes even if you're on slack i trap myself into having whole messages over slack when i think like it's very easy to just pick up the fucking phone yeah and just call and get it done right and when i was hiring some new roles you find out that it's super important right now to spend a lot of time on on, on writing your culture documents and knowing that if yeah. you attract new talent Oh, are they very good in Asana? Uh, do they ha are they comfortable in presenting themselves in front of the camera, right? So that people know before they start, they need to fit in this new cultural remote kind of work. Because what you will see, there are certain people that are just a little bit reluctant to go uh, with the new, uh, yeah, with the new current, right? Yeah, uh, that's that's totally right. I think um, some people love it, some hate it. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it, I mean, it's, it's the way it is. And uh, that, that's where you say, right, uh, starting with culture is, is, is pretty important to make yeah. it clear from day one, this is, this is who we are, this is how we want to operate. And I think a, bis, a big misconception uh, is also that remote work is not less communication. It's actually more communication. Yeah, like, it, yeah. That's how it starts. Just because you don't see each other, you need to actually feel, you need to feel like you over communicate a bit, yeah. you know, to keep those links together and keep, keep that the personal relationships and, Onboarding. I mean, the first, like, if you think about it, the first two, three months of COVID were okay because everyone still knew each other, yeah. you know, but now it's been seven, eight months into the game and we, you've, like, all of a sudden you have 10 plus people on your organization who completely joined while during that time, yeah, you yeah, know, they had never yeah. a chance from their side to meet the rest of the team, yeah. uh, and, and the other way around. Yeah. And, and, but it works like, but then how do you do that? Right. And yeah. you actually do it better than before. Before the guy of the guy was walked around from desk to desk, shaking hands, yeah. you know, now we ask them fun questions. They yeah. actually share a bit who they are, what they did before in yeah. front of the organization. It's again, it's recorded. There's a team mm. trail, all of this stuff. So it's actually better, you know, so that, that's, that's, I think that that's the, the objective here to make it better than it was before and, and not make it feel like mm. right now there's friction in the process. So let's talk about the financials. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the financials. So since you're doing the, uh, the co-working, or the co-working, sorry, the remote working, um, is it easier? Has your revenue stay stagnant, spiked, dropped? Are, in this sense, for example, the closing deals, do you have problems with that? You know, there's a, there's also a financial side of it, right? Right, 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 um, right. Do you plan financially to reduce your office cost because people are not coming and you use that money, for example, for that two-day or three-day outing every yeah. four or five months? Because it brings all of the people more together. Uh, but you, we need to bring the people together into a live environment sooner or later. Um, you know, so I'm just very, how, how do you play with that? We're now playing with the tools, yeah. the strategies, the culture, but how is the impact uh, financially for deal making and for reducing cost? Okay, okay. So, so on the whole moving completely remote, I, I, I do believe it's not for cost reasons. Like we're not doing this to save costs. It's, I, I mean, in the best case, it's the same cost. Yeah. Because you do invest in tools and we're going to come up with new policies like anyone can now get kind of like a decent internet connection from the company, for yeah. instance, right? Or anyone who is uh, still wants to be in a co-working space post-COVID because they really like to get that kind of environment where they can focus and so on, the company should should actually pay for that. And so, mm. and, and then, but on the on the other hand, you basically reduce your main headquarter office mm. size. Mm. That's that's an interesting thing, right? Just moving remote does not necessarily mean no office. No, 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 so, yeah, yeah. so we will, uh, the way we think about it is that we keep an office for, for three reasons. The, the first one is still as a co-working space. So 
as a company, we provide the opportunity to get decent infrastructure, to, to be in an environment where, you know, there's an AC, there's a coffee machine, there is, there's proper desks, there's internet connection and so on. So if you, if you feel like home and for some of our employees, you know, home is not the best place to be productive and work, you can still come to the office, you know, so that's there. The second thing is we do have still a lot, and you mentioned, I mean, uh, client facing and, and we are B2B, right? So we do have a lot of meetings still mm. where people sometimes from the other side, there's 10 people who come, you know, mm. and they want to sit around a big, big board meeting kind of table and, and from our side as well. So maybe building those personal relationships in the first place is, is not a bad thing. And then you can, it can take it remote. But for that, you don't need to be in the office all the time. You, mm. you have a Monday morning meeting and that's when you yeah. come for the office. And um, th the third one is, is a bit like um, uh, representative, I would say, you mm. know, I mean, I think this is going to go away, but uh, still, I mean, we, we, our, our clients are big public companies sometimes and also investors and so on. So at least there is still something, there's a logo on the wall, mm. I, I, I would say. Uh, so office cost is there all of a sudden you have mm. the remote cost on well right so you yeah. need to balance both both yeah. both sides so it's not a your cost. rent is already paid Ex yeah exactly <laughs> but then maybe yeah, after yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but so it's, it's it's people always say okay now it's the safe cost you don't have to pay anymore for office and, and ac it's not the case you yeah. know so uh, how do you i mean in the best case scenario it's equal as it was before maybe yeah. we move to a smaller space and in terms of the business performance, we were lucky because, I mean, we are in digital payments and that was, uh, that was one of the clear winners of, of the whole situation. So we have actually had a really good, good year. <laughs> because everybody year. starts doing uh, uh, online payments, online activations, and therefore it goes through your channel. Yeah. And I, and I think also in terms of awareness, all of a sudden we get approached, we get inbound uh, uh, requests from, from companies that all of a sudden their KPI is to transform their digital processes mm. and move to digital payments and then mm. cash collection and accounts receivables. To, to, to figure that piece on and move beyond what they just have, you know, like some, some of our customers, they literally only have an offline agent force that goes knocks door to door, or they have their own stores where people pay every month. And, mm. um, and, and that's, I think, um, going to shift, you know, that has actually accelerated. Mm. Interesting. So I want, would like to move a little bit away from the remote and the impact on the financial side. Uh, before we started the chat today, like you're, you have actually not long ago closed your previous financing round and now you're gonna start a new financing round which will be remote so what's your strategy it's interesting because you mentioned you closed what was it 100 to 500 k, k deals uh no yeah well, of course we're closing way more than that but yeah. it's like a 500 000 to a million dollar deals can be closed yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and um and I think that that's the trend, right? I mean, if you go the funnel, the early stage deals, uh, where checks get not, not written easier, but kind of probably more, more frequent. Uh, I, I see that happening. I talked to a couple of VCs and, 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 uh, I think everyone was waiting for three, four months to figure it out. They realized, okay, it's not going to change anytime soon. We still need to have deal flows. So they kind yeah. of the, yeah. shifted there. Now we are a bit of a more mature company. So the it should be easier can, actually. Do you think so? Uh, yeah. So one of my clients from uh, from ba from Bangladesh, uh, Shaldal, they just raised uh, a large round as well. Uh, Ilya, mm -hmm. which was previously also here in the, in the podcast, raised also a round because eventually the investor is looking for uh, um, to see how they can de-risk the opportunity. Right? right. Right. Now, and what do you have rather a company without any historical records, or you would like to have a company who's already just like you four years in business? So it should work in your favor it's true there's more data to, to be looked at um i think what's becoming increasingly important is is, is just your reputation and your network that you have in, in the community and uh, uh we approach series b so you're not start starting to talk to to those guys like first meeting and so on you actually you, you have a track record you have met before in person and so on and and just if this would even if it would happen that we would meet someone new they would for sure ask for, for kind of like you know yeah. re recommendations or they just ask around the network hey you know like are you connect who are the guys yeah. uh, have you worked with them before and so on and uh, and I think, and as always in business, right, this network is really important. And uh, let's see where this goes. I mean, I'm, I'm curious myself how, yeah. how this will work out. Happy to help you, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very funny that the red thread through this chat today is remote. And we talked about having your Zoom room in, in place, which is very important for your fundraising, of course. Um, that brings me, 
how, how do we design our online profiles? How do we design our online authority? Mm -hmm. um, there's many things how you do that. We come back to that later. But how do you decide for a B2B company to still be sexy and wanted? And I mean, the first thing an investor will do is Google, you know, and right. then you want to pop up. So right. you need to have a very strong online presence in order to get that benefit of the doubt or otherwise that additional confidence and trust. So the checks are being written easier. But just in generally, mm. I'm very... Curious, how do you as a B2B company right now envision that you can put yourself great on the map? Yeah, so B2B, I mean, people think it's business to business. I think it's completely wrong. It's not a, business, a company doing business with a company. It's, it's, it's people to people. Yeah. And in B, like in B2B, for the, for the lack of a better word, it's more important than ever what are the kind of people you do business with. Because as a B2C company, that, that's where, you know, like the, the perception and the product matters. Uh, first and foremost, so you don't really care who's the founder, or who's the mm. team behind it, because you love the product so much, mm. you know, and that's that's what matters. For us, I think it's it's basically our clients they like to do business with us because they like us as people, and not just that's not Jacob or Shirak, my co-founder, or, or you know Adi and Alex, the rest of the C-level team. That transcends throughout the entire organization, you know, basically on a, on a management level, on a, on a staff level. How do we? There's so many touch points out, out, outward facing. Uh, each of these little touch point is important and adds mm. to your overall reputation mm. as an organization. So I think people first, because there is much more direct communication in, in, in B2B. And then the, the second layer is kind of like, what's the website? What's, what's kind of like the rest around it? How do you present yourself through your social media and so on? That's kind of almost like a, it fits the picture, you know, it, it adds on to the mm. overall image. It makes the decision easier to work yeah, with. Yeah, but it's it's like, you know, that, that nice layer around it, but it starts with the people. Mm. That's important. So having a good referral network, spending a lot of time when you're after sales is is crucial actually right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And um, I think what is, what is important in B2B is, is, is top of mind. So when people need a solution, that's normally how it starts. They reach out to you. So they need to know that you exist in, in, in the first place. Uh, probably on your side, it's the same, right? People are not fundraising all the time, but when they do, they remember yeah, Sven is, yeah. is my guy to go yeah, to, you know, yeah. he's going to help me get that sorted out. And, and then the second thing is once they reach out, how do you interact? So, and it's the small stuff that matters where, uh, and especially in Asia, right? Everything is very community and referral driven. So how many times have you been in a WhatsApp group where people ask, hey, do you know a good company that does X, Y, Z? Yeah. And yeah. there might be five companies out there, but how, like, what's the company they refer to and why? Because they had a great service before, they were treated right, uh, people were responsive when they wanted something through all those, the, the communication channels and stuff like mm. this. So that's really what matters at the end of the day. And then the product and the tech needs to be good, of course, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's still our core yeah. business, but, but it's not just that. The rest is yeah. important. I have a lot of respect from where you're coming from. Uh, you, you started in, in Berlin. Um, you went eventually to uh, to Indonesia. You left Lazada. Uh, you left that at a certain moment. You have been going into IO Connect. That's all brilliant stories, mm. right? And we see as well here a brilliant man. But can you walk us through more like the challenges that if you look back currently, what would you consider be a tough period in your life? I think it defines a bit what you, what you consider tough, you know? What do you consider tough? <laughs> I think like what drives me is, is to, to overcome those challenges. I love building things yeah. just to start with. And, and building something new is actually always tough. You know, it's, not, it's never easy, uh, very few occasions. So coming to, to Indonesia and uh, I, I was, uh, when I was in Lazada, I was the managing director for, for Marketplace, which basically means open up the platform to third-party merchants, which is now common, which now, you know, makes up 80% plus on, of, of uh, e-commerce businesses. At that time, it was fairly new. Everything was done through their own warehouse and and lazada style was like you get the tap on the shoulder here's two people for to, uh, to, uh, to support you and you figure it out you know yeah. and by the way we're going to measure you every single week on how how that uh, you know that that Scaling, department yeah. performs that was tough in a sense but it was also super fun you know because i I just love trying out things and if it doesn't work it's okay and if it works you, you scale it up you know i uh, i don't like having people who tell me what to do all the time, you know, yeah. and that, that's, uh, I, and, and, and that's why I wanted to move more entrepreneurially anyway, uh, from, from more the professional services background that I had in, in Europe. And, uh, 
And, and that was a great environment, even though it was very tough. I worked harder in, 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 the, in the early days of Lazada than I worked in BCG. Yeah. You know? yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah, considered yeah. A, a tough place to start with. Yeah. And, and when you have your own startup, then all of a sudden it's a whole different story. Because uh, versus before, yes, you take care of a very important department of that organization. Now you take care of all departments more or less, yeah. you know, and then you figure and from, I mean, you know it, right? You work with founders all the time, fundraising, internal culture product market fit, you know, there's not a day that goes by where there's not a constant challenge, yeah. you know, and, uh, and I, uh, we, yeah, we discussed about this before. It's like you as a founder, always, you get, you get all the problems first, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. it, I think that that's tough, but I'm not considering it tough, you know, for me, those were still fun. So, you have, you have a, yeah, so let's say if you identify mm. as something challenging, mm -hmm. do you bring it home? write it into a, a, a journal, write it on a whiteboard. Do you have mentors where you're connecting with? Yeah. I mean, there is a way how we fix the sink, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What is your way of fixing the sink? For me, I am probably a bit more on the introvert kind of yeah. <laughs> way of, uh, of, of solving things. So I, I like to do, to do things with myself, you know, like I, I need a quiet space. I need to kind of figure something out. I like to have a blank sheet of paper and, and just, you know, not even write, but draw things, try to Every founder them. is actually and an artist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem yeah, is yeah, I, I can't read my own notes after yeah, I jot yeah, them down. So that's kind of where it starts, you know, to yeah. kind of give me sort of like a piece of state. And, and, and the second thing then, of course, is discuss it with the right people. If you have your own company, it really makes sense to have that, 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 that co-founder that you can discuss everything with, you know, and, uh, uh, and 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 uh, yeah, there's this psychological effect. Just just basically naming your problem and kind mm. of putting it from thoughts into words already actually gives you more clarity yeah. in the first place. Yeah. It's a, it's amazing how this. I have it even with my girlfriend it. also. <laughs> you know, sometimes she's saying, like, well, "What are you? What are you so complicated? Your your frowning with your forehead?" And then you tell it, and she comes very easily back with a solution. You know, like okay. You know, you can, I think even you can stick so long for a while things in your mind. Yeah. While if you just throw it all out, writing is sometimes not even good enough. So that brings me maybe to the point, should we all have a, a mentor or an advisor? Or do you have a mentor or advisor? Actually someone who you regularly check in with? I would love to have one. Yeah. I'm, I'm still looking for one, actually. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't found one so far. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, that's not entirely true. I mean, there's not that one guy that I go to all the time, but I, there's kind of like that network of people where mm. you know when it comes to that kind of problem or that area, this guy is very good. Yeah. And this guy is very good. But then I think it's more around uh, the, the professional kind of aspect, less on the kind of personal side, mm. you know? Mm. And uh, I mean, it will happen eventually, you know? Mm. I, th I also believe this is something you should not really force, you mm. know? If it clicks on both sides, then, then th that's great. But basically having kind of come to where I'm now without that, is actually putting me in a position where I realized how much that would have helped or mm. how much I would have loved to have a mentor in mm. some situations. And now I'm getting approached by, by some people who have worked previously with me or so on, who actually feel that need. And I'm happy to kind of help on, on that advisory mm. level, you know, and that, that's pretty rewarding yeah. as well because yeah. uh, you really, that knowledge transfer is for real. And you see, you know, you have a 10 minute conversation with someone and it's like, okay, this completely changed the mm. way I now think about it. It's so much clearer now, mm. you know, mm. and you're, you're thinking to yourself, okay, that was 10 minutes. This could have been solved. It took me like two days back yeah. in when yeah, I was yeah, there yeah, to yeah, figure yeah. that one out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so one of the strategies that I really like to do is um, uh, if I'm stuck at picking up my iPhone, and I put on my record button and I just start talking to the iPhone, you know, uh, everything what's in my mind, because I don't want to bother my girlfriend always with it. Otherwise it's not good for a relationship. <laughs> and, then, and then later on, um, you listen to it again. And then you are more listening like we're listening to the radio. It's like mm. a third person. Mm, mm, mm. And then it's like, okay, my voice sounds a little bit strange here. And, and why am I so emotional there? Yeah. But by listening to yourself, it gives you it gives you suddenly insights. You know, it's interesting. It's, it's very interesting for a, a reflection uh, moment. But you do that when it's fixed, just to kind of no, recap, no. or even while you're still in that no. situation, you just give it some space and we got it. Yeah. Because yeah. I want to avoid to um, I really want to avoid that we bring stuff into our mind. Yeah. Um, I think one of the I was listening to an audiobook uh, somewhere this week and I hear this it's not really a quote it's more like a statement and they say we should use our brain 
um, not as a, a data warehouse, but more as a processor, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we want to, we, we don't want, especially right now, we don't want to store everything what we know in our brain. Yeah. No, we want to know where do we get the answers. So that could be through a network of advisors or, 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 or mentors, or it could be through self-reflection, you know, and we want to use our brain, keep it as empty as possible as a processor instead. Yeah. So when something difficult comes, we can just straight away. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll try it yeah, out. Yeah. I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, but, but you discovered it or you picked it up somewhere? Uh, no, I discovered it. Nice, yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. I was actually looking for ways to just not bother other people. <laughs> it's the same like sometimes I can say to, you know, I hate it when people say, uh, they're asking me questions mm. while if they would do some research, they would find it themselves. You know, yeah. sometimes also people in the team, yeah. they ask you a question and the question, the answer is already there, right? So by sharing it with somebody else, at least Steph was more or less the, the inspiration because a lot of times I share it to her and I hear, I know already what the problem is. <laughs> so it means that we keep too long stuff in our, uh, in our mind. So I think that, that that's again, yeah, that's, that's, I realize why probably I don't like to reach out to people as often as I should to, because I feel like if I just put enough thought into it or I, I research it long enough, I will figure it out. I will find the yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to put other people with, yeah. with, with, with the, the things and uh, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Hey, and meanwhile, you're also um, um, combining all of this hustle with being a father of a, a, a very young daughter. Meanwhile, you have also a little bit of a celebrity status oh, yeah. uh, online with the most 15,000 uh, people who are following you as a super daddy and, miss, and Mrs. Cool. So how, how, how is that? How is those two <laughs> lives combining each other? <laughs> How is being a daddy? So um, I think everything changes and nothing changes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird one to explain. Of course, you, I mean, you, your world is completely different, you know, like all of this. And it, it's a, a phenomenal. I love being a daddy. It's, yeah. it's, it's actually more rewarding than I thought it is. When, when my wife was pregnant, it kind of like I was busy with the company and I really didn't have time to digest that. Yeah. Actually, there's, you know, in addition to the family coming anytime soon. And then once it's there, you figured out, you know, yeah. and then maybe that's the right thing to approach it without going too crazy. And um, uh, and and now I, I, it's, it's it's fun, you know. Yeah. It's just amazing to have the little person and see the development. And it's uh, yeah, again, it's like something that grows, you know. Mm. It's like a, a startup, or it's like there's always mm. new additions, mm. new things happening. It's mm. super cool. I would not call myself a celebrity or even <laughs> a public persona yeah, because yeah. yeah, even though no, it was uh, also the, a little joke, but it's, it's yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, it's like tiny compared to like, yeah, you know, yeah, the, the, yeah. the guys. And that's not even my KPI, but actually what, like what happened is it's a, it's a, it's a cultural development, if you will, because yeah. in Germany, we are like, you just don't open up yourself at all. You know, like uh, business is business and uh, work is work. Yeah. And you, like even the concept of hanging out with your, with your colleagues after work is already really weird, you know, yeah. and using WhatsApp for, 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 for a business related purpose is also weird. Like everything is still done wow, on, 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 on email. It's, yeah. it's super like, there's, there's actually studies around it. So yeah. <laughs> social and, um, uh, and then coming to Asia, everything is completely open, right? Everything yeah. is like very, and it, as I've mentioned earlier, the, the lines between private and, and, and professional, they blur. You actually one persona, you're not two personas. Yeah. You're not, you're yeah. not Jacob the CEO and you're not Jacob the daddy. It's the yeah. same person at the end mm -hmm. of the day. And what I realized, people want to participate in that. There's, um, it's very welcoming. They, they, they want to know who are you basically uh, on your weekends, yeah. right? And, yeah. and how do you spend your free time and yeah. what keeps you busy? And, uh, and, and that's where, yeah, I have to say that, that maybe my wife kind of pushed me a bit to go there. And <laughs> I, I was eventually either I, I do it or I don't do it. But yeah. if I do it, I might as well do it properly, you yeah. know, then, and, and, and that's kind of like where, where it came together. Yeah. So it's, it's it's a journey for me personally to kind of and it's not just on on uh, Instagram it's also more more LinkedIn and so on and and again right as I said B two B is about people so people want to know you know Jacob if I have a problem with the, Jacob is, is is the guy to go to you know for mm. for our for IO Connect and uh, and I think that's interesting and it's actually working out quite quite well I think uh, it, <laughs> it it means that it works in your favor because in generally I was researching. Uh, I'm researching a lot about online authority, uh, especially for the programs that we're doing and helping founders grow their online authority. One thing is important. If you see, for example, uh, Elon Musk, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you see Tesla. Mm -hmm. Elon Musk has way more followers 
than his company Tesla, right? right? right. Uh, and that, and and Alan, and this is Richard Branson and Virgin, yeah. right? Yeah. Richard Branson has way more followers than he has on 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 his Virgin thing. So coming back to your statement, where you see like, okay, being human, being actually, it's a it's not a B two B, it's a P two P, yeah, and P two P in business also allows you that you're showing your real self, right? That you're showing really who you are as a person. People don't only want to do business with IO Connect. Now people want to do business because it's the, the DNA and the culture uh, th- that you throw into it. I guess that becomes more and more important. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, it's, uh, and, and it makes you approachable. That's, that's what I learned. Uh, it's, it's people have those questions, right? They want to they wanna participate in what you're building, why you're building, how, how did you start it, what's the challenges, all of this. So why not let them in on that journey, hmm. you know? Because at the end of the day, what we're doing is, is a journey. I think also there's a very practical aspect of it. It's like, as I mentioned, uh, I, I do tend to have uh, my more introvert moments. So just on a Monday morning, instead of 20 people asking you, how was your weekend and all of this, you, they already know, you know, oh, you did do this, you did yeah, that and so yeah, on. So yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it kind of gives me a bit of quite, quite time as well. Yeah, it's quite space. Yeah. So the, that's, that's a nice kind of practical yeah. side of it. Yeah. Well, you also need to, right? Because normally in the night, your little kid is, uh, is, is waking up. I guess. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, another question, which is uh, maybe very personal in line with what we're talking about real, right? And you being a daddy right now. I mean, you're raising a company and you're raising your small little uh, baby. So what are the things that you have been missing in your childhood that you believe are important to give to your daughter? So what Mm. are the things that you have been missing? Uh, Or I don't want to say missing. Missing sounds a little bit negative, right? But more like the things that you would love to have at that time you think like okay these are such an important values because now you have the chances of yeah, that to yeah. to give it to give it through right yeah i i mean i overall i cannot complain about my childhood i had a yeah. really amazing childhood like we had a big house it was in uh, lots of green space around it, it it's, it's great until you're like 14 years old and then yeah. you miss a bit more the city life yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, then yeah. you start hating it but until yeah. then like everything was good but i think Kids nowadays grow up very differently, and mm. and, uh, and I mean, if you see an eight-month-old baby knowing how to use TikTok, it's it's it's, it's insane. That happens, yeah. It, it, it yeah. Of course, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, you cannot avoid it. Like they, they play the YouTube, they yeah. know how to. They, one of the first things is is they know how to how to swipe and and so on. And uh, um, just basically also traveling. I think I was sixteen years old when I first was on a plane in my mm. life. You know, and mm. uh, and and and. Uh, I think I was like two months old, you know, yeah. when she was first on the, on, on the plane. So I think it's, it, I mean, we're also very privileged, right? So this is a special environment. But I think if I would, were to go back and see what was one of the things where I would have loved that, it's, it's probably learning a second or third language from, from day one, yeah. you know? And yeah. uh, for me, I, I'm Well, not, that's easy, right? With you, you have a mixed kid. So. No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, you still need to push it as yeah. a parent. I see enough parents, they just don't, don't want to kind of emphasize on that or yeah. go through the hustle. And, and I think it's such a missed opportunity. So you, you need to still pay attention to it. But that, that's something I didn't have. And I'm not really... Uh, I'm not really talented with language. It, it, it's just more a will thing through me. You know, yeah. I get there eventually, but I need to put a lot of time and effort and will into it. Yeah. Uh, so it's just English took me, took me quite a while and now I'm learning Indonesian. Uh, and, and that, that is, I, I do believe other people are faster than that. But yeah, it's man. just, <laughs> uh, but I, I mean, I don't want to speak that right. That's yeah. really that kind of intri- intrinsic motivation is there. And yeah. that, that would have made life much easier if you have that from day especially one. Here in, in, especially here <laughs> in Indonesia as well. Right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. And, and, and so that, that, that's one, one thing on, on the surface, right? But I would like to know more. So what, what are other things that you really want to give to your child, which you think is very important for their grown up? It's funny, right? She, there's two cultures, right? Mom is Indonesian, dad is German. And uh, uh, the way of raising a child are very different. Uh, and, and we've always find common ground. Uh, but it's so it's more entertaining to see like how it can be done. And, uh, and my approach is very, 
just do it, you know, just mm. figure out the world on your own. Every now and then you're going to fall. Every now and then you're going to touch a bit of dirt. It's okay. Play in the sand and so mm. on. And uh, not not so much my wife, she has come to terms, but probably like the, Indo the Indonesian community as a whole is probably a bit more protective oh, yeah. around this kind of stuff. I know and, this is already with the dog. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, uh, I don't think there's a right or wrong, you yeah. know. It's it's just different approaches, and uh, and uh, so that that's kind of like where it, it's more entertaining to see how it can be done at the end mm. of the day. Yeah. Mm. So uh, one thing that that worries me a little bit. Uh, have you seen the social dilemma? Um, no, I don't think I have. Yeah, no, you should. So <laughs> if if it gets uh, a rainy day here in Bali, which is uh, quite unlikely, but a lot of times actually after eleven o'clock, there's this new. Uh, Netflix documentary, which is called The Social Dilemma. I'm always giving, getting your, my Netflix recommendations from you, yeah, right? So yeah. that's, that's oh, next I hope on you like that. <laughs> so the, the, the Social Dilemma is uh, um, where Facebook, of course, is in the spotlight and how data is being used in a, um, in a way that Facebook can predict mm. what we need based on their AI algorithms, etc. right? So you're just sharing that your little daughter of two knows how to use TikTok, right? Now, I think one of the key things that we have is that I still remember that I was playing in the forest, building all kinds of uh, house, tree houses, uh, running home to get a <laughs> lemonade, yeah. uh, ice cream. I mean, it sounds very familiar for you as well. Uh, but the kids nowadays are just growing up completely different, right? right? And where we use social media, we don't use the social media as, let's say, someone who is 11 years old right now. Yeah. Or bring it to an extreme, like your daughter, who is now eight months, one year. No, she's one and a half. One and a half. Yeah. And she already knows how to do TikTok. So indirectly, it means that the big, the big data factories know exactly later on what your, what your daughter is all about what she wants, what she doesn't like, what she needs, right? And there's a lot of discussion currently, especially after that Netflix documentary, mm. if this is a great world to live in, right? Because the goal of a Facebook is truly to make money. And the only way they make money is because of the advertising. Yeah. And one of the, my friends said like, okay, there is no such thing as a free product. Yeah. Everything, everyone who orders a free product means they're monetizing your data and the data gets uh, being used. So if you have any opinion about how the data and the technology is taking a place into yeah. this world, you know, how, how can you just share in generally if that's a topic that you want to touch? So my very personal opinion is that you, you cannot avoid it. You have to actually embrace it. I mean, if you cannot avoid it, then you, you should better embrace it. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. you can avoid it, but that means you lock yourself up in the forest and, <laughs> and, and to like to exaggerate a bit here. I think what's important is that people are educated of, of how, how the business model of those giants work, you mm. know, and I'm still surprised to find out now. I mean, Facebook is what 10, 15 years old and people still figure out, oh, they're making money by advertising by using my data, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. Th that should not be uh, news anymore. So yeah. you, I think it's important to be educated and then to give people a choice. How actively do, wanna, do I want to participate in, in, in that? So right? let, me, let me correct it a little bit. So there's also true, but there's also one other thing is if you see younger girls, I see it with the sister of, uh, sorry, the child of the, the daughter of my sister, through everything online, which becomes an online profile, which is a lot of times completely... Uh, let me say, uh, it's a cosmetic profile. Yeah, Every, yeah. Everything looks amazing. Yeah. And she's 11 years old and she gets very uncomfortable maybe with the way she looks. Yeah, yeah. So her whole brain starts working in a different way. Everybody starts comparing. Uh, just like in the, the social dilemma, people are removing pictures from their uh, timelines because they don't have enough likes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's more like how do we protect our new generation also for right. getting completely screwed over, right? Yeah, so I think there's just two aspects for me to it. The first one is the the, par the, the role of the parents becomes very important exactly, here. Exactly, yeah. And that goes back to educating, right? Like, look, this is, in the worst case scenario, this is what can happen. You know, it's not just your friends watching. It could also be other people. Yeah. They need to know how, how this stuff works and, and, and they need to know it from, yeah. from their parents probably in the first place. 
ed educating is and the nothing is different there like you also tell your kids don't play with fire you know don't jump in the pool if you cannot swim and, mm. and you watch out that they don't yeah. jump in the pool so you need to also watch out what they're doing on social media and you need to educate what can go wrong right so it's, it's communication uh, in, in in the first place the second point about how yeah getting kind of very winded up in, in, in that kind of like how do i portray myself i think again as I, actually it comes back as well to education because yeah. people do have to know that instagram is a filter right mm. i mean also he uh, i'm not different there right you see jacob uh, drinking a coconut or having uh, meeting some important person or this or that that's that's two percent of my time you know the mm. other 98 i'm sitting in front of a laptop doing zoom calls <laughs> and writing emails there's yeah. nothing fancy about that you know <laughs> <laughs> and 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 um, that's yeah. just how this yeah. works and yeah. again people need to know about it yeah. you know and i i do believe there is actually a trend going to more authenticity, you know, where yeah. it's like, hey, we're not all perfect, you yeah. know, we're not always have a good day. We also like, yeah. the, we're just normal people at the yeah. end of the day. And I yeah. think there's almost like an anti-trend happening a bit on that side as yeah. well, you know. And again, it's people. Yeah. <laughs> this, are, yeah. this is a theme of people today, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's yeah. like people, even no matter how many followers or how important you are, you're just at the end of the day a normal person. You have your normal problems mm. and you also think the guy who's crossing the street in front of you on a red traffic like has a better life or has less burden than you right mm. uh, because it looks great from the outside but once you're inside in, inside this guy's head he has the same kind of like he has his own problems and we, so need, on, we right? need to stay sane you yeah, know? yeah 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 i really yeah. do i think that was one of the th biggest thing uh you know if you're in if you if you feel uncomfortable or you have no confidence right that you feel for example if you're in a meeting or you had your first date right we make all of these things up in our mind that can go wrong, right? And just accepting that other people are just having their own problems, their own shit, and that everybody's just playing their role. Yeah. Today, Jacob is daddy. Tomorrow, he's the CEO. The other moment, he's a child of his uh, his parent and all of the other roles. And we, make mistakes and uh, do stupid yeah. things every now and then. It's, yeah. part, it's a part of life, right? Yeah. The bigger story here is about perception, right? Like educating, it's going to be interesting. I, I mean, uh, my, my daughter is not in her teenage years. There's going to be probably very challenging times yeah. ahead. So I'm really feeling for all the parents out there who, yeah. who go through that right now. But uh, in the end of the day, it's also just, yeah, I mean, perception is, is important, but it's also not, not everything, you know. Mm. And I think that is actually not too much different for when we, when we were like 14, mm. 15, 16 years mm. old. We also wanted to look cool in the schoolyard mm. And, mm. and this and that oh, yeah. and so on. Yeah. But it has probably the magnitude now through social media is, yeah. is much bigger, right? So it's even more important to yeah. actually raise individuals who are, you know, strong and confident yeah. and, and motiva self-motivated. Yeah. And that online is not... Um, a tool to to get judged by them, that their self-worth comes from them, right? Yeah. And th that's exa exactly so it's part of the journey. If uh, like, uh, I re like even the most likable people on mm. this planet have haters on social media. So part of like, if you go step one, you need to go step two, right? Of mm. one first step of putting yourself out to is also that people eventually will always have something to hate mm. about you or mm. to criticize or mm. something. So you need to ask yourself, are you okay with that, you know? Mm. And like, you're very present on all medias and I, be I believe it's been a journey of you, right? So that is, that's, it's not a question of if, it's a question of like, I mean, it's for sure it's gonna happen that people will, will criticize something, you know? And who gives a fuck? Exactly, exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I think that also comes with age, right? That you don't really think about that. Okay, cool. So uh, we are slowly reaching the end of the, on the episode, super cool conversation. But for people that would like to follow similar path like you, right? What do you think are the real takeaways from your career that every founder that would love to have be successful, you know, what, 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 are your, what, are your, what are the things that you believe are very important that if you incorporate them in your life, then it drives a success? So this is more like a list, by the way, we're going to post on social media later on. Okay. So you better do making a good one. Wow. Right? The pressure's on. So just, is it for like life in general or for entrepreneurial? No, I think everybody knows from themselves mm -hmm. what's true and what's not true. What works, what doesn't work, right? Yeah, yeah. And what are the things that have really been working for you very well, which you could advise other people to follow? I think the first is like really knowing yourself well and... That sounds easy, but it's actually very hard, uh, and and that's a, that's a long process. If you most people don't really know who are they, right? They have an ideal of themselves. 
I would love to be an extrovert. I would love to be a social magnet or something, but they're in, in reality, they're not. And you cannot change your DNA. So you have mm. to actually come to terms, who are you? And then you can basically build the building blocks of your life around it. You know, how do I work best? How do I make the best version of myself? Uh, how, where do I want to improve? You know, so this is kind of like really getting that clarity. And that comes through through different journeys, you know. And uh, I, I I did a lot of traveling when I was 18 for for two years before I even went to university. I traveled. I figured I figured a lot of stuff out there. That has so many implications almost for everything what you do. Uh, so basically, even what kind of career path, you know, do you want to like people or society tell you do this, but is this really what you want to do, right? So I think this kind of uh, yeah understanding who you are. The second thing is with that comes then that drive that kind of pushes you throughout everything no matter what you do becoming a doctor is not easy but this is really what you figured out you want to do you make it work you know being an entrepreneur uh 99 is not it's not that shiny you know it's just really hard work it's it's, it's long hours in the office it's, it's facing problems but if, if if you love doing that for the reasons that you figured out you you want to do it then you can push through those kind of dips mm. in, in in life right and uh, so we have the self the self yeah and we uh, have okay be very clear identifying what is your why so you can move yourself the why, your ass yeah. through your through, through the next one and the motivation and i, I think the third is just a, a positive attitude towards life well, sounds very cliche yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i know that and this goes viral yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i mean there's yeah. also nothing new there yeah, right yeah, i'm not yeah. the first one but uh, i overall if you go through life with, with, a, with a smile or a little bit more more fun, don't don't take everything too serious, mm. right? As, as we said, we all going to fall, we make mistakes, we stand up. Don't don't take it too serious, you know. So let me, let and, me... that, and that's the thing: people always take themselves more serious than anyone else. No mm. one really gives anything about what you know this or that. Mm. We Sven is or Jacob is just one percent of anyone's out there life, mm. and they look at us and, and and then they switch to the next podcast mm. or something mm. else. But we take ourselves more serious than, mm. than anyone else, right? And and kind of like leaving that behind make makes overall the approach to life much easier, I believe. So I, I'm sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna just ask you again. So we had the self, yeah. we have the why, we have the positive. So mm -hmm. my conclusion here is that everybody can actually be successful like you you did right then what was the thing that took your career off you, you, you know you, what, what was the thing where your career your your success within io io connect your your the moment that everything started coming together do you still remember that action or that those moments you know there's there's uh, certain things when everything we start working more like as a as a hockey stick or as a you know there's momentum yeah so I think a lot of people would call those kind of moments luck, you know, it's mm. like, hey, every, anything just worked out somehow. I, I believe luck is when opportunity meets preparation. So basically, interesting. you, yes, a door opened and you got a chance, but you also were ready at that moment to go through that door and uh, or you, you kind of wanted to find that door in the first place. And, and then uh, or you, you understand what I mean, you know, yeah. so, and then basically uh, the opportunity you can only push so much, uh, but but the preparation you can push, and the preparation actually goes back to hard work at the end mm -hmm. of the day. You know, mm -hmm. there's nothing magic. Success is, is is trying a lot, working really hard, being very dedicated, and and not giving up and mm -hmm. trying again and again. Mm -hmm. But also knowing what you're good at, you know, in, mm -hmm. in, in, in a sense. So yeah, opportunity. With, so with that, that brings that brings me to uh, one of our other guests on the show, uh, Andrew. Andrew said like, okay, everything is created twice. So if I bring that back to your point where you say like, okay. Uh, there's no such thing as luck, but uh, it's typically being prepared to grasp the opportunity. Does, me, does preparation mean for you that you're creating things twice? And with creating things twice, I mean, do you, are you very clear in your mind how things should look like before you go into action zone? No, I think you can't map that out, right? That's what you don't know what that door is, but you have a broad idea, right? Where you want to bring your life or your company mm. or your relationship or whatever. It is, and uh, and then you need to be open and flexible enough to to, to grasp it, right? When mm. when when it happens, but uh, yeah, people always like. I think the key moments where things change is when you know that amazing opportunity came around, or they met that one person, or this worked out, and so on. But they they did their fair share. Nothing that would never have happened if you don't get out of the bed mm. in the morning. Mm -hmm. I think one thing that I would like to give to the audience that are listening uh, as well is, I. I believe, and that's where this, the design of this question came from. I, a lot of my biggest deals 
have always come when I when I worked sometimes late mm. or I squeezed out that last email. You know, I didn't want to do anything, but I thought like, okay, let me just do it. Let me just do it. You know, or sometimes, you know, at a late moment coming back to someone, sending them that email or dropping them that WhatsApp. In other words, knocking the door of opportunity. Yeah. yeah. A lot of times that were the moments where uh, things really start taking Exactly. That, that's your preparation that you write 20 WhatsApp messages, right? Yeah. And then that one guy who replies is the opportunity, you know? <laughs> yeah, and the then people again. would say yeah. that's luck, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, because they kind of, when you look back, it's like, oh, without that one guy, I would have not gotten to where I am yeah. now. But you were the one who wrote that, those 10 WhatsApps in the first place, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it's, it's all about the funnel again, right? Yeah. 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 Thank you very much, man. I mean, we we just get notified. We're already 60 minutes. Uh, really cool conversation. I think we're touching on to a lot of uh, valuable points that can be leveraged. Is there anything that you believe I have missed that the world should know? Oh, I want to I wanna keep it there. I think I love the conversation. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> thanks, awesome. Uh, thanks, Sven. Awesome show. So, yeah. <laughs> Last thing is where can people find you if they would like to connect with you? Um, what's the Twitter handles? What are the LinkedIn handles? No Twitter. So I'm uh, focusing resources. So it's, yeah. uh, it's uh, LinkedIn and, and Instagram. Okay. Yeah. So for everybody who wants to check it out, LinkedIn is Mr. Jacob Rust, and I'm sure if you go to Jacob Rust as well on Instagram, you will find not only how he perceives himself in business on LinkedIn, but you get a taste of what this guy is doing in the weekend as well. Thank you very much for being in the contribution in the Founders uh, Tribe. Today, my guest was uh, Jacob Rust. As every week, we are inviting the best game changers of Asia mainly to the show to let people really rock and roll. So stay tuned. See you in the next one. Jacob, thank you very much. Thank you. Make magic every day. Thank you guys for tuning in today at the Founders Tribe podcast. I truly hope you have found some inspiration and the golden nuggets so you can leverage this to lift your founders game. By the way, if you want to stay updated about our weekly releases, then please hit the subscribe button so you will never ever need to miss out and choose which one of the guests you can tune into. If you're planning to raise capital for your startup and would love to discover if you are fundraise ready, if your startup has what it takes, then please take our free signature fundraise quiz where we will benchmark your answers against our nine-step date your investor framework. As a result, you will receive a 20-page tailor-made recommendation report to be better tomorrow. Want to find out more? Go to www.thestartupchef.com. www.thestartupchef.com. Thanks for listening, and I hope to see you in the next episode.